I uh, so started Twitch streaming. Easy plug. Twitch.tv slash Silent Mike. Oh. And uh, I'm watching different videos and choosing a topic every day. Uh-huh. And so uh, the other day I did no fap. And, uh-huh. and I watched like three, four different guys talk about NoFap. One, like just a kid vlogging his NoFap experience. Another guy who's like, I don't know why it's such a thing, but like the the alpha, alpha male dating guy, like that's a huge content creator thing. Like how, like game. I think when we were in high school, like game started to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's like terms on like how to hit on women, but it's such trash. Like you're gonna end up with a trash relationship if you follow these things. Like it's like know. a how to get laid rather than remember we, we even like a, had a dieting dieting like a dentist expert. system. We had a dieting expert on this uh, show. A d- dating expert, yeah, show, and, yeah, and right. he was actually pretty good. He's actually he is actually pretty good. But He's but some of the other ones are so douchey. You know, they're no, like, is that a thing people no, are doing? This? Oh, huge thing. Oh, yeah, it's like this alpha male weirdness. And so th- another video I watched on NoFap is this alpha male weird guy, and then uh, another one was like. Some pseudoscientist talking about fucking whatever. And then, so then I, I I dove down to nose breathing and Wim Hof yesterday. Danny's all in on that right now. Uh, a lot of people. I could see Danny being all in. Yeah, he's all in on them. And Wim so, Hoff. no offense, Danny, love you, buddy. But I started watching these doctors and some pseudoscientist on Rogan and some pseudoscientist on another podcast. And this is podcast format I'm watching where these guys have unlimited amount of time to teach me. And this guy just keeps saying so, so, so many benefits from breathing through your nose. So many. There's so much evidence and so many benefits because of the so so much. So because of this evidence and so many studies that breathing through your nose is beneficial. So many benefits. And I'm like, okay. Give me a benefit, bro. Yeah, we're so serious. There's so many studies. Where's the science? There's so Fill many studies. Me hit in. me with the foot. Hit me with a foot footnote. Like what science? There's so many studies that really show these things. I'm like, oh, nothing ever came. <laughs> nothing ever fucking came. And I'm like, that's on Rogan too, dude. And hey, Rogan's like, like being a little skeptical of it, and that's why he's like obviously is where he is. Like he kind of pushes back when so, it is awkward in person. People don't get that. Like we've done some controversial ish guests or whatever and they're like you know it's easy to say like why don't you ask the tough questions like bitch it's hard you're staring this guy in the eye and i'm gonna say hey dean you know like it's hard rogan does decent at that but just going off forever spinning circles about evidence science and shit i'm like dude tell me why i gotta breathe through my nose if it's so bad to breathe through my mouth like god or evolution or monkeys wouldn't allow me to breathe through my mouth that's yeah that's a fair point yeah and I, I'm sure there's something to it. And I fuck around with it when I'm riding my bike. I've been like thinking about it. I'm like, oh, maybe it'll help. And there's some, I think there's some like mental stuff. Well, there's this thing where the one thing for sure that happens is it opens up your, over like, over time, the more you do it, it opens up your natural, like it opens up your, uh, what's it called? Your nasal passages. So he they did say larger. that. He um, said that. And I so believe that. it makes that. it easier to breathe through your nose. Right. But you, you don't, you don't use it. You lose it. That makes sense. Yeah. You breathe through your mouth more. It's probably a little bit harder to breathe through your nose. Okay. Mm. And then uh, I do think there's something between like stomach breathing and diaphragm breathing. There's probably something in there and whether it's like physiological, because some people think that shit burns fat. I don't know about all that or like metabolically beneficial, mm. but there might be some uh, mental health, anxiety, stress to it. If you're always breathing in your chest and you kind of end up, you know, all shrugged up all the time, you're probably going to feel tense and, and, and that can correlate to your emotions. So if you're breathing more in your belly and you're kind of confident and relaxed, okay, maybe there's something there. Two, two things I know. One of them is that uh, this act of sighing like literally lowers your heart rate and your blood pressure. Out your mouth? Out your mouth, out your ass. However you, however you do it. I've never sighed out my ass. However you <laughs> sigh. Well, you haven't lived. <laughs> However you sigh, it, that's how it works. That's why people sigh. To when you're stressed, <laughs> you sigh. Oh that, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that brings it brings down your heart rate. Brings down your makes your, sense. Okay. And, and another thing actually has to do with lifting and bracing, um, especially back in the geared era. But I think it's probably true of everybody. Like, don't hold your air in from here up. Hold sure. It from here down. Yeah. So like, don't hold it in your head in your upper chest. You're gonna try right. to hold it in your in your thoracic cavity. Yeah. Um, and it, with, that will help you brace. Sure. And, and the people who really blew their faces out back in the day. Right, were in their head. Yeah. There's something uh, I learned early playing the trumpet 
and you kind of breathe similarly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you're breathing all through your face, and you just can't last. It's like the you're, one you're, musical thing we have in common. Yeah, you're about to play a 10-minute song, and you're going to fucking blow your face out, you know? Or or, 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 or cheeks out, even though, uh, what's his name, Louis Armstrong, no, that's not like proper form. Um, Dizzy Gillespie, I think, was the worst. With his, yeah. 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 Um, one thing the, the pseudoscientists did say was that it, it, it like oxygenates you more. I don't know how that works. But he said it, it's like harder to breathe through your nose even when you're adapted. So you breathe a little bit slower. And so you take like bigger breaths that are like more calming, again, to like the anxiety, stress type stuff. That makes some sense to me. And then he said it has like filters. And I was like, It well, forces you to be more rhythmatic with your right, breathing. Right, right. Which makes sense. That makes some benefits to me. Like not so, so many benefits to like change yeah, the world I, about I breathing. Just say that one thing. Just say like, yeah, it makes you think about your breathing or breathing slower like meditation. Like, okay. How, how is that different from yoga or Tai chi or anything else that causes you to change your breathing no it's the exact same except 24 7 is the point like if you're breathing through your nose 24 7 i'm skeptical that's possible unless you unless you're in such good condition that your heart rate and respirations are just lower I think it's a conscious decision to do it. Like it's a conscious effort at first, but I think I it's possible. It. And then, from, and, and from then, like instant. the the filter thing makes sense too. I mean, you got like nose hair for a reason, where we don't have like mouth hair. Unless <laughs> you're a half cat man. Yeah, I was gonna say a walrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a walrus probably has some like cat fucking. Man. I feel like a walrus has mustache in its teeth, kind of. <laughs> a cat licks your hand. Uh, they like zoomed in on one of those things. I don't know if it's real or not, but like Twitter, they did like a microscopic fucking cat tongue thing and it looks like a billion octopus tentacles Ooh, so it's not like sharp edges it's uh more like yeah rounded. i don't know how small we're talking yeah yeah you know so like it no it kind of looked like a tent like the tip of a tentacle okay like, kind of like mini daggers okay, yeah yeah okay sounds kind of cool yeah, yeah i don't know why i hate cats galpin posted a picture a but i don't know if that was yeah. a human one or a cat one Oh, no, I don't think it was him. Have you guys ever eaten cow tongue, like, in a Mexican food? Yeah, yeah. No, but I remember seeing it in the stores as a kid. Yeah, it's very harness for you. Oh, I think I've had it at a Japanese spot, maybe. It is, I don't don't know, I tried it one time on a burrito, and I was like, eh. It's tender, but it isn't very exciting. No, it's not. It's It's going to have much flavor. It's the only food that can taste you back. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, uh, I feel like there's a lot of (laughs) cultures and countries that eat some normal-ass shit. Yeah. And that's why it's normal ass shit. Like a lot of spots eat chicken breast. Mm-hmm. A lot of spots do something with a ribeye or a brisket, mm-hmm. right? Like Japan, us, South America, all this stuff. All that outside the circle shit ain't good. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. everyone would be doing it. Well, they're eating it because there's like a lack of a better option. Maybe. or they're, they're, And I do appreciate them trying to use all of the animal. Like I appreciate that thought. Yeah. But like I've had like intestine at like a, a Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. And that was... It's not good. It's like a bubblegum worm with juice in it's it. It's like menudo. the grossest. I'm not, a, I'm not a menudo person. I'd rather mm-hmm. I'd rather that that a couple of, th- of fat, couple right? three four five adolescent native Spanish speakers sing to me than to eat <laughs> cow intestine. Yeah, it's I just, just mm-hmm. it's just doesn't sound good to me. No, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. first thing that pops up in the movie. How fucking old I am. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I'm a, I'm a freshman when this it's is going a, down. It's an ager. It ages you. I don't know. I've never... I really don't... It, the good thing and why I joke about it is because it doesn't affect me. Like, I, I feel old, but I don't give a fuck. I did a, I did a talk uh, at my high school last week, and I'm looking around, and there's probably like sixth grade through seniors in high school, basketball camp, probably like 70, 80 kids. And I'm fucking sounding old, saying like, back in my day. And then I say like, I was sitting right there, like... And I did the math real quick in my head. I said, 19 years ago, when none of y'all were alive. And they were all like, oh, this fucker is old. 19. And then I hop in my car, and then the sun hits right, and I have like four gray hairs on the left side of my <laughs> head. You know? I, call those, like a I movie. just call them blonde hairs. <laughs> <laughs> going blonde going blonde for the summer. I got some blonde in my beard. Just going wild. But the, this movie hit me. We were talking about it off air. Like the footage looks a little grainy sometimes, but I think it's security and whatever. They talk about how many VHS tapes of the incident they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, when yeah. the fuck did DVDs come out? I was a, I was I was a freshman in high school. I feel like DVDs probably had the shortest run of like usage. I feel like VCRs were used for a long time, right? Or no. cassette. Cassette had to be a short, little lived world. Well, I know it's music, but. Cassettes went on for quite a while. I don't know. They came out in the eighties. No, seventies. Oh, then maybe they had a little. Yeah. Well, they all have like ten-year runs. Is that kind yeah. of how it goes? A little bit. Almost, yeah. Almost. Maybe it, fifteen. Yes. I, no. I do feel like CDs and DVDs are fucked. I remember back in high school, like before there were 
VC, VHS VCRs out there. There and and then um, like. Well, actually, I don't know whether they existed or not. I know that we watched some movies in a history class that I had that were on literally reel-to-reel videotapes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like I, I would, in the, the thing. And then, I've only seen it in cartoons. And then the next, like, the sort of at the end, there were the Betamax, like the high Betamax ones that were literally for, like, broadcast and stuff that schools mm-hmm. could buy. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, not very long after Patches that. O'Houlihan. <laughs> yeah. VHS. <laughs> so, I think part of the issue, too, is my family was not very technical. Although my mom's pretty good. Like, my mom's moms can fix a computer, like, basic shit. But we were always behind. Like, I think we got our first computer in the late 90s. But I remember getting, like, a CD player, like a family gift on mm-hmm. Christmas at, like, 96. Was 19... it a skip or was it skip proof? Uh, shock proof? It was, like, a big old one. Not a big uh, old one, but like a boomboxy oh, like CD guys, deal. You got, you're portable. Okay, you're way behind. That's yeah. what I'm I mean, saying. Yeah. Well, because well, like well, I mean, my dad just worked 24 seven, and mom's a teacher. Like, what do they give a fuck? You know, it's not like we're some Texas. So we got it in like 95, 96. Because I remember getting the Lion King soundtrack with it, and that probably came out in 94, 95, right? So then we got Toy that. Story, Toy Story one came out in 95. So I think or is Lion King older than that? I think it's older than that. Maybe 93. Either way, so we're, we're we're but I know that's how I know the year because we're in that ballpark, and then four years later, I'm in eighth grade and I have the the USB fucking iPhone shuffle that holds twenty songs. You mm-hmm. just put one album on that, hang it on my neck, and go mm-hmm. play basketball. Mm-hmm. That is the best. 94. That's the best music fucking thing on the planet. The original shuffle, the little white stick. Yeah, the original. Shuffle. It honestly oh. looks like a looks like a smaller version of like the Amazon it is, controller. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally even to this day I would use that if that was out. Yeah, it's still practical. It's way if on my bike rides I have to wear a fanny pack because I got to bring my phone to listen to music. My phone's fucking huge. Well, mm. then they made like the even smaller ones, right? Remember the, that clip uh, on your on shirt? your shoulder? Genius. Yeah. I never had that, but yeah, I, knew, I didn't either. And I, I didn't have the shuffle either. The shuffle just looks cool too. It looks like yeah. some Men in Black shit, and mm-hmm. it had a necklace. You can do Apple Apple Watch. True. That's like what, three hundred buck? Yeah, I gotta charge that bitch. That little shuffle, you put thirty songs on it, hanging on my neck. I'm fucking rocking. You can probably still, probably still adapt, still transfer songs to it. Oh, like, how do you transfer? No, you can't. Because no, it's all, it's all iMusic. I you can't own any of those songs anymore. You bear, you got to spend a shit ton of money to own songs, and then you also like half the computers in the world don't even have like USB plugins, and half do. Like it's all fucked. You know what's crazy is like they basically took all ownership out of the consumer with like music. Yeah, yeah. we don't own shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of like uh, computers and cars and all that kind of stuff, there's a definite move to. Proving your ownership, like you can actually, there's a lot of a lot of things that you're technically not supposed to to uh, repair yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like have, in a car? You know, well, and um, well, like all Apple things, you know, like if you're if you want to keep your warranty, you don't mm-hmm. have the right of. But you can't of, change your own battery. Yeah, oh, yeah. or they'll you, just kill your warranty. Is that yeah. liability? Or you've seen the meme? They're like a car. Car car manual from 1960 teaches you how to change your axle. Car manual from 2021 teaches you how to turn on your blinker or yeah, something. You know, like a little yeah. bit like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's all internally integrated business, right? They just want yeah. They own. They want to own all ends of the well, of this of the thing. And even if it's not liability, like they're way better off not teaching you shit, and you're gonna go pay a thousand dollars for them to change exactly. your oil. So. uh we are talking about Untold, Malice of the Palace. Is Untold like a series for for Netflix or something? It or? felt it, like it, maybe it is. based maybe. on the intro. Yeah, the intro seemed like like it was covering generic. a lot of different things. Very generic. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should look into other ones. I, I highly enjoyed this. I think it was kind of shot. I, this is a Netflix original, right? Yes. Yeah. And what was Last Dance? Its own shit? Last Dance that was, Netflix. was, it was I know on it's, there. I know it's on Netflix, yeah. but I don't know who made it. Either way, it had I thought a, it came out there first. It had a similar vibe not, where they kind of had like modern day sit downs, they had a couple old day sit downs, and they had old footage. I don't know why. In terms of like formatting, this was probably my favorite sports doc style we've watched. Yeah, it was good. I, I liked that it was like also timely. Like yeah. as far as like it wasn't too long. Uh, it was yeah, an hour, dude. An hour, 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 nine yeah. minutes, dude, solid. Yeah. That's why something last... like this, like, like the Usain Bolt could have been that long. 
you for saying, sure. You saying bold, like obviously after we watch a bunch of these, and I liked it, and there's something, but it's just like the pace is so bad. No, nothing know, happens. Like all that extra footage that you had him. Like I know you felt like obligated to use it because yeah. you had him carry around a camera for all yeah. these years, but like it was all junk. Yeah, unless they yeah they just didn't expand on the story of him being like a goofy kid or him partying. They didn't expand no. on anything. We're like this. Everything in there has like a, a had a purpose. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. last dance is ESPN and Netflix. Oh, cool. Okay. So these are technically shot. are yeah. Uh, is theirs. Yeah. So it's like beyond thirty for thirty. So that's why uh, um, Netflix it. is in. Those are so good. I was telling Jim we should do some of those too. They're all like old and maybe overwatched, but some yeah, of the thirty know. for thirties, like the Dennis Rodman, so good. Run Ricky Run about Ricky Williams is mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. They're really they're good stories and they're sh- I think shot really well. And, and obviously I'm biased because I love sports, but. So we're talking about uh, an incident that happened in November of 2004. Yeah. Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers. Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons. Ben Wallace. Big Ben. Yeah. Bad motherfucker. Rumor has it he wore headbands on his arms. (laughs) Swear to God. The little ones. Supposedly those are headbands. They made a mention of that, like uh, how you had always wore so much shit on his arms, started throwing all kinds of shit. Yeah, supposedly he had headbands on his fucking arms, dude. Dude was jacked. Yeah, dude was. They're all kind of jacked. Yeah, Uh, Stephen Jackson. There was that trend though, where those all those guys were wearing like the small, like the thin cut socks on the everything. Yeah, Iverson in the uh, in the in the divot of the uh, arm. Yeah, some of that. I'll put them right here. This era is just like what I know so well. So obviously, again, this I'm biased. This is the best era like this. of NBA. One loved, of the best. Yeah, loved. Like obviously, I, Magic Johnson is my favorite player of all time. That's way older. But like this era is just so much, so many characters. It's kind of I don't know if it's world culture, but this is the same era when WWE was fucking sick because everyone's fucking out of yeah. their mind. Like 1999 to like 2005, everyone's fucking crazy, and I love it. We got a lot of personality in the early 2000s yeah. of. Uh, basketball like yeah. you get a lot of the you see these guys like kind of being themselves and like everybody like has different everybody looks different on the court because everybody's dressing differently yeah like it's almost like yeah. you know they kind of mentioned they go into that detail too about like the dress code and stuff but like yeah you saw more people's like personality of like what kind of player they were kind of based on how they were kind of were dressed on the 100 percent, and basketball invaded hip-hop in a lot of ways a lot of a lot of player and team crossover culture yeah i mean that's why like i grew up fucking watching bet and listening to rap music yeah i just loved basketball so much and that's just they were so and that's even in hindsight and as an adult that's what i love about basketball not that other sports don't have a culture but like basketball culture so in your face yeah Yeah, it's the most prominent one like I, i mean the clothes, the music, the cars, like all of it is just so hip hop. Well, they always say like every rapper wants to be an NBA player yeah. and every NBA player wants to be a rapper. Yeah. The uh, the dress code thing is interesting. And even the arm sleeve, I thought, I th- I'm pretty damn sure this is still true. The arm sleeve became really popular because of Allen Iverson. Yeah, he was and like kind of a pioneer on that. He had a tattoo uh, of the globe with a knife through it and said, fuck the world on it really mm. big. And so obviously... ABC and shit wouldn't yeah. the NBA wouldn't let him do that if he's on national coverage and so he started wearing that then it became a style. Um, I thought the dress code was because of him, um, and I'm sure he played a role in it because he just. I think it was like the straw that broke that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah, he's sagging to his ankles like draws out and mm-hmm. stuff. Four XL, like, uh, you know, tall T dude. Tanks. dude. I used and to go t-shirts to fl- under the jersey was like more popular than or the T that's only half on. You got yeah. a tank on, and then you have only one sleeve on. I did that. <laughs> every every October, me and my dad would go to like Arden Mall, and we go to Foot Locker, and it was like three for twenty tees. Like my dad probably we didn't, had all the tall tees there. My yeah. dad probably didn't really know what was going on, but like he saw it was a deal three for twenty, and I wore jerseys and sh- shirts all the time. He's like, "Yeah, we just buy fucking like nine tees, and I just wore black and white t-shirts with a snapback or a fitted hat all the time." Yeah, so like the dress code thing's interesting. Me and Jim were talking off air too. Like the biggest thing, if we can get a little more serious, is uh, the thug stuff. Oh yeah, I was I was really wanting to touch on that. Too. It's way different when you watch it as an adult and in twenty twenty one. It's in right in your face. Yeah. Where I told Jim, I remember back in the day, and I was aware of it, and I was aware there was a slight controversy, but not much. The controversy was kind of like like degrading the players a little bit. You know, I'm like 14, 15 when all this is going down or this era. And so, like, there was an energy there to it, but it wasn't racism. The racism is blatant when you look at the footage and the announcers now as an adult. And I think, I was telling Jim, I don't know because I was young, I think it was partial era and partial my age Mm -hmm. that racism... We just weren't, we weren't as in tuned with the... 
you know, like seeing that right, right in our face. Like also back then, man, like everything you watched was pretty white uh, on TV. That so like we were 100%. just kind of used to that. And then you got these same people talking about, you know, this stuff. It doesn't. And then and now that we've like grown up over the last you know sixteen seventeen years of like as far as like a a country, I think yeah, know, like in that short period of time of been more inclusive, seeing more uh, opinions, seeing you know seeing, seeing more people on TV now. Like we look back at that and be like, oh my god, this was like so one sided. Yeah, like, I this think it's like not good. I think yeah. back in that time, not only social media but also just the general public is it was like almost pure entertainment. So you saw these guys as athletes. Mm-hmm. You never saw them as humans. We're like now everybody who knows LeBron James knows about his three kids, knows about his wife. Like that picture pops in your head just as much as him dunking. Mm-hmm. Where they don't show they didn't show any of that in the 90s and early 2000s you don't know if jermaine o'neal's married no one knows no. like they didn't even pan to his wife in the audience that no, didn't just happen like uh show show horses you know show ponies yeah that come out on the court that's it so they then, were kind of like minstrels yeah mm-hmm. so that so then if you call him a thug it's easy he's got cornrows he listens to rap music and you know nothing else about him so yeah. you're like yeah it's a thug he grew up in a not good neighborhood where now, like even in the documentary, Jermaine O'Neal just touches on it. They don't even go that deep about where he grew up, and they're panning through these shacks. Yeah, and they're pan. You know, like dude mm-hmm. went to the NBA at seventeen. He yeah. literally was doing everything he could to get out of like the worst situation ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where South the, Carolina. It makes it, yeah, it makes it yeah. so human. Yeah, where in the early two thousands they didn't tell those stories. No, we didn't know anything about his where he came from or like how you know and yeah. all the the the, the triumphant triumphant story. Um, yeah. Dude, yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. It was so, so racist. To, to break down the actual incident, though, what happened was that uh, at this point in time, Indiana looks like it's gonna they're going to dominate the whole season. Yeah. Looks like they're going to you know make it all the way to the finals, win the championship, walk and in and out. Walk in and out. They went to the Eastern Conference Championship the year before, lost to Detroit. Sure, some bad motherfuckers. They don't go into how good that team was, too. These are good teams. Chauncey Billups bad point guard like he's fucking but good at this point in the season which is like they kind of brushed over they were already seven and two against detroit i think they're seven reg- two, i think they're seven and two in all overall maybe because then the season just started the season just started yeah it was november yeah so. was it that early i think that's yeah. why they i didn't said catch it. that yeah so i think he they said, said something about being seven and two against he, them i, 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 I thought, don't know what he meant he might have meant over like the last couple of years but i thought it might have just been the season and i i was confused on why he even mentioned it maybe just to show that it's early and i think he maybe tried to show that it's early and the game didn't matter i think that's why he brought it up like is he saying it's like their entire record for the season was seven and i two? think so i thought he was talking about like their head-to-heads it might have been but, but I, I think you're right that makes more sense i think i think the point of putting it in the that's the other thing about like this documentary versus others like everything they put in like had a reason yeah <laughs> so i'm pretty sure he said we're seven and two basically um insinuating that this game had no weight like if we yeah. go seven and three who gives a fuck like we have yeah. a long way ahead yeah um that makes sense because of how hard the game went like they played it like it was the playoffs again yeah like the nba in particular i mean it's baseball too but baseball is a little different because players are rotating like the nba's 82 games half of those they, you're not going that hard you know what no, i mean no, like you ain't no. going that fucking no hard point. yeah you're too tired everyone kind of knows there's like a little bit of a, a gentleman's game there. like hey we're all gonna go about 80 yeah. percent, you know and so they went fucking hard in this game so the the three major characters uh, from the the pacers that we see uh, Jermaine O'Neal, yep. who is still pretty new to the league and is, is bad mama jamma. really, really good. So his era, and uh, I, I, I thought they didn't push the racism in the video or in the movie that hard. I think like it just hits you, but it's the subtext from the whole thing because the the word thug appears in the first minute and a half. But you know what I mean? They they could have pushed it harder. Is what I'm saying. So yeah. when he got drafted to the um, uh, Portland Trailblazers in that yeah. same era. The nickname for that team was the Jailblazers. Yeah. Oh, based off of like the people on the team. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like talk about racist. And I knew that name. I'm from Portland. I've always been like a low key yeah. Trailblazers fan. And everyone called them the Jailblazers. Like, yeah. why is Jermaine a thug? I don't think he's ever been to jail. Yeah. Like, what know. the fuck is that? That's why he's yeah. That's he's been trying to change his patterns. And in this interviews, like he's like the most calm, like he's the most level headed cat in all of it. Yeah. Like, made us. I, I actually like. Ron Artest more after this because I knew he had some mental health, but 
you know what I mean? Like we were talking about humanizing, dehumanizing mm-hmm. people, folks. Like sometimes you're just like that motherfucker's crazy, but then sometimes you're like, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like I liked him more here, but Jermaine seems fucking totally normal. Yeah, he looks. He seems totally <laughs> super <normal>. intelligent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very Meta's well a, spoken. Yeah, yeah. Meta like, World Peace is, is Ron uh, Dennis Rodman. Like they're out of their mind. Yeah, and Reggie Miller. Yeah, seventeen year vet. 18, 18 oh, 17 maybe at the time, but yeah. yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, he, re- he retired yeah. at the end of that, yeah. uh, that season. That was I mean, his 18th, eight, season. Yeah. 18th season. His real era is in the Jordan era. Yeah. I mean, he battled Jordan. And the whole push was to try to get him- and Steven Jackson. A championship. Yeah. 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 And Steven Jackson. Um, that was kind of the underlying current of the whole- uh, documentary, yeah, was like getting Reggie his championship, yeah, yeah. because he just got he just got whooped on by Jordan for ten years, <laughs> but Long, bad timing, yeah, yeah. But you talk about our test, um, Meta World Peace, yeah. He clearly could not regulate himself. I know. In you know, but how good at does that he? Time. How good does he describe it? He does a really good job of describing what he was going through yeah. at the time, but it sounds fucking crazy. No, he's crazy. Uh, but I, I, uh, I've talked about this in the past too. I'll be watching like some documentaries or some with my mom or just humans, and people look at it like, "Damn, that motherfucker's crazy." <laughs> and whatever happened that made them say that in me, I'm like, "Wow, I relate." <laughs> <laughs> and so when he describes it like energies, high, good, low, bad, he's like, "No, it's all bad." I was like, "I get that." Like I understand when I played basketball, so I was so emotionally attached to what was going on. I was that guy. I, I I fucking threw chairs and shit. Like I was fucking crazy. I was a fucked up kid. I was crazy. I get it. I fucking get it. And the other thing, side note on Meta World Peace, how good does he look? Dude's like late forties. Yeah, he looked yeah. the exact Solid. same as when he, he was twenty three. He, he, he didn't look any different. He looks so good. Now, I also like that he was kind of like even back then in like a time where like it wasn't uh, you were kind of almost looked down at for trying to take care of yourself like mentally. Yeah. How he had basically a shrink going with him every every game, every every city. Yeah. He had a, a on call basically uh, therapist with him. Who was a woman, that. which was interesting. Yeah. 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 How different is that conversation of mental health and even 2004 to now? And I know Simone Biles got a lot of heat from a bunch of randoms saying like, oh, quitter, 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 whatever, tough guy, toughen up. You know, you're supposed to be an athlete. This is your job or whatever. Um, but he got no empathy. No, no one gave a fuck well, no, that he was struggling. Or, or Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Like, poor dude, old dude, on coke at a whorehouse. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you know, like, he's got, They're he needs problems. help. He needs yeah. help. Yeah. And he had no empathy. And that was only like seven years ago. Yeah. Was it even was it that long ago? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It does, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It's more recent ish, and it yeah, still yeah, felt sure. like he got no empathy yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, a part of it is like I remember there was a kid that I was in grammar school with who always seemed to need to act up at kind of the worst time. Yeah. You know, and he was the first person I ever knew who was on Ritalin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all the way back then. So Ritalin's been around for a while, folks. Yeah, but way less popular, yeah? Like, uh, no one, like yeah, now every kid's on Yeah, yeah, it wasn't nearly as common as <laughs> yeah. it is now. But, like, clearly he had problems. He had emotional issues. He would, he was violent, whatever. And when I saw the the this instance where he, he decides he's laying down on the scorer's table, I'm like, he's acting up here, and that's, I mean, that's weird. I think that's uh, not a normal thing for a person to do. And then this guy from the crowd throws a beer at him. I do think and that was the it one. Was it a glass bottle? In, I don't know. In, in the arena? Or it looked like an aluminum deal. Yeah, yeah, it looked like something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if that was even like a, if they were doing Maybe that. Maybe back in the day. Yeah. I do think that's the one thing Ron Artest kind of hindsight memory lied about like he about def- his breathing exercises yeah he's like i'm like maybe you were taking five but you were definitely mocking them too oh that, yeah that like you definitely did that to piss them off. yeah, yeah. Where, where which I, is i love like i love like that's oh that's oh that's a that's the toxic way of killing them with kindness you know what i mean like you are fucking want to punch my lights out and he just fucking lounges i do like that but he's definitely not Doing his breathing, he's not breathing through his nose right there. He's not doing the Wim Hof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, they all kind of target the uh, the guy in the stands that through the through the yeah, beer, right? The wrong like guy the, as the number one like uh, uh, patient A, right? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But actually, I disagree. What you got? I think it was that fuck that told on uh, Ron to get his get his foul. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah, what started yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Back, homeboy the came backup up. point guard. I don't even know his name. Yeah. I know that era so well. I don't even know that dude's that name. That dude yeah. came up. You can up, get your foul you now. Get yeah. your gal- go get your foul no, now. For that's sure. what started it. And all. even yeah. Stephen Jackson, who's 
been out of his mind. Even when he was in the league later, he was kind of out of his mind, like with technicals and stuff. He even says like, yeah, you don't got to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to tell him. I would never. That is pretty dirty in He's a regular the season tiger, game. Like, That's pretty dirty. That's pretty dirty. Yeah, but when you... Here's the, here's the thing, though. If you are a player and you clearly cannot control your behavior, then that's your fucking Achilles heel. Yeah. And they're going to pound you on that and pound you on that and pound you on that. And though the outcome was terrible there, it is fair game. Another thing I noticed with – because it started with a play before that, right? He – or maybe it was the playoff he game. He got fouled pretty hard in that game. I think game. he got fouled pretty hard, but even maybe they were showing the playoff game before. He got Richard Hamilton, the guy with the face mask, with the elbow to the face. Mm. That looked way softer than I remember. Mm. Like way faker. Like Richard act that up a little oh, bit. Oh, when he like fell down. Yeah, yeah like that he, was he, kind, that was he kind, a flop. He went to throw him one, but he didn't make that much contact. It was a flop. Yeah. We're uh, so used to seeing such terrible flops now. Now it's that really that bad. one looked like somewhat legit yeah. back then. Yeah. But now because they're so bad, you got LeBron just like flying across the court. It's close to soccer. Dude, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. The uh the beer guys, whatever. The point guard definitely started the entire thing. Uh Another lie, I think they we said. brushed over that part of it yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah. Like, no, this guy in the stands' fault. I think they tried to live up the brotherhood of the NBA, but I think there's real rivalry. And even in the Heat, because they said, like, the fans didn't know. We're all homies. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, you're not acting that wild if that's, like, your good, good friend. No, those was like, those, like, real punches. Like, shit. I've shoved yeah. a homie. Like, in practice, you get in fights, but I'm just. Like pushing you in the chest. I'm mm-hmm. never throwing a fist at my homie in practice. No. But how much uh, of the fight was actually between the Pacers it, and Pistons? The players, the players got they, which they do. The coaches and other players pulled them off really quick. Yeah, Ben Wallace was acting kind of crazy, but yeah, nothing that bad. Um, I think the worst guy was the and his interview pissed me off too. Both his interviews, his one in the time and afterwards, Jesus and ticket holder guys. The dude, the, uh, yeah, they're the ones that stormed the court, right? Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck! I would have fucking punched you too. Yeah, dude. I would have too. He, he tried to take zero responsibility. He said he got sucker punched. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you're running at him like with one of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna knock you the fuck to out. On our test, you're gonna try and. Oh, they were about to get their season tickets removed after that right, game because they're drunken right. assholes. Yeah, which who even if the uh, something good's happening in the game, your team wins. You don't go on the court at a professional sport. No, I think we square up to Ron Artest. This isn't a D three football game where you storm the field, kid. Yeah. The something they didn't mention is the size of these motherfuckers. Ron Artest, uh, maybe not when he's younger, but when he's older, six nine two fifty. That dude's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Jermaine O'Neal is jacked, seven you, foot, like two seventy. Yeah. What do you think that these guys like? What do you, do you really think you had a chance? Like, I know you they're little all pudgy up. asshole. What a terrible decision. I wish you would have got hit even, by Jermaine. I can't yeah. even believe that they got him in the interview. Uh, how funny is that they researched all these guys? Well, he they also made him look like an idiot. No, good. I yeah, I glad it. But he still doesn't think he did anything wrong. That's really what it boils down. No, That's sad. Yeah, in the post game interview, he's like, "Look, I got punched," and he's like, barely has a neck. And you couldn't even see blood. And he leaves in an ambulance with a neck brace on. <laughs> yeah, after on a, were, on a on a backboard. Oh, then yeah. the, and then the lady uh, kind of like briefly says like yeah they came in my office and they're talking about trying to sue him yeah and then they cut to him leaving in the ambulance so like those guys were like trying to get paid for sure yeah for sure yeah it didn't look like anyone got that hurt and then the other worst person is the guy who threw the beer because in the modern day interview he's still a fucking asshole yeah do you feel bad at all that your buddy got punched like no like what you fucking so this guy throws the beer like jim said someone's ron artest is laying on the scoreboard kind of you know, being a clown, someone yeets a beer from what 20, 20 rows back. It was a, it was like a dar- it was a dart. Too. It was a good yeah. shot. It was about it was about it was two underhand, sections it was over. Like underhand, two flop. Dude plays a lot of cornhole. Dude, yeah, two was, sections over. Dialed. Two sections over. Probably yeah, row sixteen A. This dude underhand lobs. Uh, looks like it, it's not a plastic cup. It's either aluminum, glass, some kind it's of like bottle, like a like a beer shaped canister of some sort or other. It's glass or aluminum. It could have been, yeah. It could have been a glass. Back then, beer. I feel like the aluminum beer cans were like the shit. Yeah, so might, I, uh, I think that's probably, probably right. You yeah, the I mean? little like, silver the bullet era. twisties. So he underhand lobs this thing, and Ron Artest is triggered. Takes off, runs up this thing. Obviously, it's so far away he doesn't know who hit him or threw it. Uh-huh. Passes the main guy who did throw it and just starts wailing. Which actually, I'm surprised that the rest of the audience. Um, 
how many people grabbed our test pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. none of his punches were like full force because everyone's hanging on him. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know if I'm doing that to be honest. I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm I'm watching, I think, but I'm like going in an aisle. Like, I probably saw this dude throw a beer, and I don't know if I make a quick enough decision like this guy deserves to get punched. But I'm definitely not grabbing a six nine two fifty dude and hanging on his biceps praying. Yeah. Well, also the accuracy of the row. Like, how did he know where it came from? He must uh, have saw it. Uh, you're right because he's like laying down, like kind of facing the court. Yeah, it's like he knew exactly where to go. No, I mean he's a pro athlete. I that's guess. I don't know. That, yeah, that but you're right. It was impressive. Like uh, surroundings. Something they didn't talk a lot about because Reggie Miller was an 18 year vet here is Reggie is like top five notorious shit talkers in the NBA history. Yeah, they didn't brush on that at all. At all. I think uh-uh. I, I might be wrong. It might. Be I heard him. that he's like up there with like the top shit talkers. Yeah, I don't know if it was him or Kevin Garnett. So like again, fifty percent facts still always fits. But one of these dudes like like Dean's like dog or sister passes away and he's telling him on a timeout <laughs> like yo what's up with your sis <laughs> like like just actually cold-hearted ruthless yeah didn't give yeah. a fuck yeah. because they make reggie and now you know he's announced on tnt and all this stuff yeah. and he's super smart about to ucla oh, they like- yeah he's a g and yeah. he is he is he's a smart dude really good player super smart guy uh they made him like the sweet high school sweetheart right and it maybe was by season 18 but i know he, like he he because they talk about culture and him mm-hmm. passing the culture to Jermaine, and that's why Jermaine got knocked for this whole thing. Because like he built the culture of the team, and everyone puts the blame on mm-hmm. him, and he stayed. Everyone else got traded, etc. But Reggie definitely set that tone for this team. Maybe that backup point guard that started the whole fucking thing learned that from Reggie for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think the other villain of this thing, the way it's presented, is point. Stern. Oh, because. The league, his yeah. decision, he was like, it's just me. Yeah, one he didn't zero. talk to anybody else. One yeah. zero. I'm that, the only judge. I'm the judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. I guess counter that, like, what does he do, though? Like, what do you do? You Wait can't for keep... the investigation to finalize. Maybe. Yeah. And then, and then do the suspension. Just just give him, give him a, hey, you're on break now till we look deeper. For sure. And I don't know, because they didn't talk about that timeline a, a lot, because there was a criminal case, and then there was the Stern's yeah. ruling. So yeah, what do you do? You wait for the criminal case and just go by the court, or do you go by what's professional? Um, I don't disagree. And Stern, Stern was actually pretty loved. He kind of made the NBA what it is with money and stuff and the, popularity. Yeah, less than two miles in here, there's a street named after him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's just because the poor king's got to stay here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he allowed us to stay. I don't know how I feel about Stern because I don't know what else you do because you do have to nip that in the bud. You can't have two hundred fifty pound dudes running in your audience. Well, I think. You're going to lose your business. I think we know the truth. I think we know that it was there was a lot of shit going on in the NBA with uh, I think the middle American yeah. fans, yeah, not liking the new, younger, yeah, uh, more expressive men on the court. Yeah, I think they have a problem with that, and like, and those are a lot of the people coming to the arenas. Jim, maybe Paying look tickets. at uh, viewership to see, like NBA viewership from like I don't know ninety five to two thousand five. See if it did go down. You know, I, it I, could have been a strict twenty uh, percent racist move, eighty percent business move. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> it was. You know, I think it was a business decision. Yeah, based in roots of racism. Like, yeah, unintentionally or inten- you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but it's like they're trying to make. They're like, oh, if there's ever a chance to try and change this around. Yeah, here it is. You no, know. You, you, I think you're right. I do think you're right. And that's maybe why, as a businessman myself, and I'd like to think I'm not racist, uh, I don't hate Stern for the decision. Because you... He had to do something. Let's say that everyone's fucking... But then they did the uniform change at the same time. Uh, it's true. Yeah, it's true. They did the uniform, like, it dress code change. They, like, tried to, like... They tried to, you know... Yeah, class it up. Rewind the time of the of the rewind the culture of the sport. It would be interesting. Strange. It would be interesting to look at other sports because WWE. I'm telling you, started to change around the same time. The Attitude Era was gone. Obviously, Stone Cold and some people retire. Hulk. Yeah, like all it it started to get really clean. And there was a steroid scandal and suicide stuff in the WWE. I'm sure they're still clean on (laughs) steroids. I'm sure. There are like there are like 50 percent of those guys that are floppy as fuck. 50% 50% are still just There's as not jacked, every but, single person's yeah. just popping at the yeah, seams yeah. with the racer tip nips, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, yeah, I think uh, it was a, I think it was a national culture thing. Yeah. We started to like clean up all our shit and kind of It's hard to tell. That's from probably this. our the start of our snowflake pussy era. Yeah. It's hard to tell from this. Is 2008 this 2008 and on. Right? 2007. 
what I've got is even Kevin Durant, who's the best in the NBA right now, arguably, uh, at least top five, uh, tries to be a bad boy. But I'm like, dude, shut up. So first he didn't. He's my our age, and uh, he's covered in tattoos. Put none on his arm. Jersey covers every single tattoo. I didn't even know that. And I wonder if that's influenced by stuff like this as well. He was probably 14 playing in high school. He saw all this stuff going down. He saw the new era. You know what I mean? Like you just never know little influences that can hit. But then he's like also like supposed to be like the guy that just not afraid to clap back online. Well, uh, his big story is that <laughs> he's he has, a tough online guy. What you've heard, he has multiple Twitters. That's what he got caught. Yeah, remember I, that? I oh think I think he is. Some, a, no, I think it shame. just happened again. Not again. Yeah, I think it did. Oh I, I don't think he is tough or tries to be tough. I think he's like, I like the guy, but yeah, yeah. I think it's his fake accounts that he didn't sign out of and put it on his I'm real one. I'm a big one. KD fan. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I am. I am. But like, dude, come on with the, twi- the Twitter shit. So bad. Get a manager. Get a social I mean, media dude's, manager. Dude's, the dude's nasty. No, he's insane. Like, he's so damn good. But like. What's up with the fake Twitter? Accounts? Yeah, get a get a social media manager. I don't even want a phone. If I'm that don't rich, even, I don't even oh, want a don't, phone. Dude, I'm getting a flip is, phone. What's the point? I'm dude. getting a flip phone to my wife. I mean, they might want it because they like the single guys that want to hit up the girls and stuff on D- there. Like, like you're giving them way too much credit. It's not the single guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying, just trying to keep it, keep it easy. It's definitely not the single guys. Fair, fair. That's why I'm Touché. flip. I'm flip phoning it. No Instagram. No dude, text. Yeah. Just my wife. Yeah. Stay the fuck out of trouble. It's uh yeah. We got any view difference? Not really. Well, it's 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 pretty convoluted. Um, the this is average rating per regular season game on broadcast network starting from 1989, and 89 is the highest year shown here. It's a 5.2, right. and that's again, a good year. That's the Laker Bird Jordan. You know. Yeah. By uh by 2000. Yeah. You're down to 3.3. What really killed it was. It, I mean, look, started to kill it was the the lockout, yeah, season. What year? What year was wow. really low? Ninety three? Oh, two thousand. Two thousand was low, right there with three point oh. Yeah, it went from oh, four four point three to three point three yeah. to three to two point nine to two point six. The year we're talking about two point four. So it, it was a dip. Two three two two. Yeah, so we're two, and so he I, was trying to switch it out for sure. Then so well, they were in a sh- sharp decline. They yeah, were in a sharp something's decline happening. starting which, in two thousand, which is lockout union stuff, but also probably this cultural stuff that uh, doesn't uh, sway with guys who love Larry Bird. Well, also the two thousands, like say even two th- the year two thousand, like those baggier uh, jerseys and yeah. like that was already creeping in. No, for sure. Like no, four years it. before this even happened. It's Vince Carter. It's yeah. Allen Iverson. No, yeah. th- I mean, and this is that's the sad thing. And maybe obviously again I'm biased because this is when I was so deep into basketball. But mm-hmm. This is a good era of basketball. No, the Tracy McGrady. Super fun era of basketball. Yeah, there you still had some of the old heads. I mean, this is Kobe's like Vince, Vince Carter, dude. Like yeah. that was a Vince Carter. An like, athletic, fanatic. athletic Kobe prime. What kid didn't have a Raptors jersey? Or the Shocks? Didn't even watch the Raptors. His first Shocks were my favorite shoe to ever play in my entire life. Well, it was a big deal here two years before that here in Sacramento. No, and that's the only era Sacramento was any good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for us, it was like a good time to be a fan. Yeah, it was a Lakers. The only time. Lakers were good. Houston's still good. And then even slightly after that, Steve Nash and the Suns, all these other markets, like it was a good time for basketball. But it was. Even Jason Kidd. That's probably like when I was like, also a kid like our age, like I never played like competitive basketball because like my dad didn't want me playing basketball because yeah. he wanted me to focus on like baseball and that was pretty much it like yeah when, it wasn't just what you're better at yeah. well i mean but i like i played basketball every day yeah basketball you know, like, i think is one of the few that every kid kind of fucks around with dude, like, like at least there was, four, there was there was four basketball hoops on my court right every every school flight. you drive around sacramento same thing there's like yeah. six outdoor courts or we go and down every down kid's the, fucking around or we yeah. go down the elementary school because the gate was always open for the uh for the back where the playground stuff was like you can go play full court there. Yeah. Like, it was like every day was basketball day. My buddy had a sports court. You know, yeah, one of my rich yeah, friends yeah. had the sports That's court. Sick. Like, we're out there lowering it down to like, yeah, you know, six feet, dunking, <laughs> like the, with the lights on at night, feeling like we're like Reggie Miller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there was a lot of cultural stuff that happened in that era. Uh, I think it was a little bit later, but it was the Kobe Bryant like rape allegations. Yeah. What year was that? I was sitting here uh, thinking about that. Imagine if that would have happened like 2000. Uh, 19 uh yeah 2020 i think it's 2000 you know six ish it's 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 early uh jason kidd which is a similar era um had a um uh, physical abuse i think whether it was a wife or girlfriend at the time he's in like a rap video with the land rover i don't like range rovers at all jason kidd was my favorite player all of a sudden i like range rovers mm-hmm. you know what i mean like th- like all this kind of stuff really was there mm, they're kobe bryant 
rape case, yeah. 2003. See, it's that era. Look, look up, at that. Right? Look, look at up that. what That's Jason Kidd. Huge decline with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and Kobe was the god right there. He, he he sat the bench for one year and then just started shitting on people for the next five years, and now we're in 2003. He's the god of the NBA. Look up uh, Jason Kidd assault, maybe, assault a year. Nothing ever really happened with that case, right? Jason or uh, no, no, the Kobe? Kobe. No, I think it, I think it probably, it probably settled, settled a little out. bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like it ended up being just like some chick that would like hit him up. Yeah, and then and it was I like think at a hotel, and they were just. And then the post game story, like who knows, right? Because it's all like semi propaganda in a way. PR uh, turned into more of like a Kobe became a family man and started loving his wife after that. Two thousand one. See, same era. And they won the championship uh, in New Jersey, uh, I think, around that uh, around that era as well, uh, just afterwards, 2005, I think. So the Pistons won the championship in 2003-2004 season, right? They, and they beat then, the Lakers? Yeah. Uh, they won one year, and then I think the Lakers won this year that were the, where Reggie and them lost. And then uh, Lakers had – that's the Lakers' little run, and they had a run before because I think they did two off two. And then uh, New Jersey had a little run there. And then I don't know. And then Spurs. we st- and then we started to get into Spurs. The, Spurs, Spurs. Spurs had run. a fat run late late twenty two oh fives and then and then we started to creep into the uh, LeBron era with Miami yep. and Cleveland yep. and yep. God that was like it's crazy like that last big dominant group was like that Spurs group. Yeah, it was Before Lakers the Lakers and LeBron yeah, era. Sure. There hasn't been uh someone that's just I mean, there's been good teams like the Warriors had the mm-hmm. chance, but they can't stay healthy and yeah, there's not been like the dynasty dynasties. So I got one more villain in this whole thing, and that's the entire fucking pundit class that's on TV, cable news, radio, Stephen A, ESPN, Stephen A, fucking <laughs> Stephen A, Will Bond. No one likes Stephen A. Did they not like him then too? Nobody never ever because I didn't Stephen have a. ESPN at the time, no, but I know I, no one likes him now. I watched the shit out well, of ESPN back in the day. Yeah, that's that's when anymore. I saw the the fight. I saw the fight on ESPN. I yeah. wasn't watching the game. I remember seeing it though, like at my buddy Aaron's house, like on ESPN, because his brother was older than us. Yeah. So he was like always watching ESPN. He was like at that time, I think he might have been like 2004. He was probably already had just graduated high school, or he was might have been in college, might have been home for college. I can't remember. Yeah, but pure jock. He mode. was old. Yeah, yeah, he was a jock, you know, <laughs> yeah. basketball player. But anyway, he was watching ESPN, and we came in and we saw. He's like, "Oh, you guys, got to check this out." And we're like, yeah. "Oh my god, that's what we like." He dude. So he has used to see like the culture of like the stuff. Instagram now, you can take a picture of your shoes, whatever. There's all kinds of shoe culture pictures on Instagram, yeah. right? Tell me why this fool, this is what everybody did. And when, like, the older guys, he had legit printed photos of his own kicks, of his own kicks in his room on his wall. That's sick. I've never seen that. <laughs> Apparently, that was a thing for a while. No, I'm sure it was. It I was, think it was like in the early 2000s, like, dude, like the Jordan 11. Yeah. He had a picture of him with a, like with a print, and like, and then the picture is like, tacked on the wall like he had a whole wall of all of his shoes and like, like it was that. like what the kids like in high school in the early 2000s like the you know like uh 2001 2002 like seniors like that's the kind of shit they yeah. were doing see i didn't have like the culture that i got into basketball and hip-hop was like all on my own it was all just watching music videos and shit like my my teammates who are good basketball players like they listen to country and edm and they kind of played soccer they kind of played baseball like all my friends like jim's met a lot of my friends like now I'm a little bit older. I dress a little hip hop but not that crazy. Like, but I'm nothing like any of my friends. <laughs> like this, I was. I felt like on an island. I went to art school. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I just learned these things by playing like AAU stuff or tournaments or mm. just watching it. It's not like I had older brothers yeah. or people that were also into it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I got like, into shoes because of my buddy, yeah, Aaron's older brother Phil. Yeah, like he. That's how I got. I didn't into have that. that shit. I just watched the fuck out of basketball, and so I got into shoes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to the pundit class for a second. Yeah, here. Uh, they all said incredibly irresponsible things. Yeah, Every, to to a a person. Yeah, they said irresponsible things without really understanding what happened, without really understanding who was involved, about how it was instigated, and they backed up the punishments that Stern laid out like it was going to be. You know, well, it was like tie him to the whipping post in yeah. some ways you know there's a couple aha moments uh in a couple movies here and it's like things i understand and digest but then like someone says it in a way like last time with the sexual assault um i talked about how the guy said like these kids have never had anything 
passion or intimate with opposite sex and now their first thing's ruined forever right like right like i've always known like rape will fuck someone up forever like clearly like i can't relate but like that's such an extreme um taking over of someone's soul mm-hmm. and when you do it to a 14 year old who's maybe never kissed a boy mm-hmm. now you fucking really snatched negativity for the next 70 years mentioned here i think it might have been steven jackson i don't know who said it but they're um basically said like yeah and a weird in hockey they love this shit that's a really good point they're yeah. like and and but who that's, plays hockey white people play hockey when and how common that same conversation would happen today even though we're more woke in 2021 that same conversation i've probably heard in passing somewhere where yeah. someone's like dude hockey's so cool they fight for fun and then one bad thing happens in that nba or nfl nfl it happened uh uh the cleveland browns uh defensive end grabbed uh, uh the quarterback ripped his helmet off and hit him with it yeah and people are freaking out like this guy's a fucking rabid murderer yeah you know and i'm like yeah, it was irresponsible, yeah. No, yeah, but that's literally what happens every other game in hockey. Yeah. You rip the dude's helmet off, you try to get a punch off, and the referees take it away. Yeah. A dude in the NFL who's black did it once, and this dude, people acted like he was a fucking monster. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, huh? Yeah. My weird moment of turn in watching the, the whole thing, too, th- that was clearly yours. Mine was when the when the prosecutor came up, is the, guy, the guy's name was John Green, the music under his intro... Devalued him really hard. It, oh, on it, purpose, you think? Yeah, because yeah. it made you think, oh, this guy's a fucking goofball. Yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna go hard on these guys. Like, and and people. I mean, it's long enough ago that people don't remember. I don't remember shit that happened two weeks ago. Often right. in in that kind of detail, so I don't really know exactly where he's gonna go. And he turns out to be very much on the side of the players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they start off like, oh, okay, we're going to discount this guy. It, it was like, kind of music, you know? Yeah, and it was. Th- and then there was You're that right. sharp turn That's where he was, he was like, no, actually, who was responsible was the fans. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. And I get it. It's a fine balance, pure business-wise. But it can't be 100 to zero. That no. this the, and they made it so clearly hundred. Yeah, they to zero. suspended our test for the rest of the season. Yeah, it could be like a little fifty-five, forty-five. I could maybe a, see. You could maybe try to say like, "Hey, like you are making millions. It's your responsibility to hold these rules. That's why you're fifty-five in the wrong, and these guys are forty-five in the wrong. Like, there's something, but this is clear. Like, no, you. Fucked oh, Neil up. got his whole thing revoked, right? Yeah, he just fucked. Oh, uh, I think in the actual court, he's the only one that pushed it. Yeah. You guys, but his, what about his suspensions from the NBA? I don't think that. I don't. Stay. I don't remember. His was the least for sure, right? Yeah. Um, it was twenty-five games. Yeah, which is which is wild. Which is huge. Yeah, over a quarter of the season. But they don't get any of that money, too. No, I'm no. sure not. Suspensions like no, you, your contract no, you don't get paid for those. Games. I don't know at the time, but I'm pretty sure now. Like you're fucked, fuck. Like you can't you can't step in the arena. You can't get practice with them. Like there's a bunch of weird rules. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, because then you come in out of shape. Your coach obviously hates you. Like the whole team hates you. It, yeah, it, it was a nuclear option, really, what it came down yeah. to. It sounds like, like O'Neal just literally like that one game defined his rest of his career. It kind of did. I think he became an all star after that. He might have been all star at the time, and he played well. But the team obviously fell apart. Uh, one he just became the new Reggie Miller as far as like yeah. just not accomplishing anything yeah. on this team that sucks. Yeah, yeah. The team was very mediocre afterwards. He he had some success personally, but the team broke up because of the two things. Um, one. Uh, they they mentioned Larry Bird. He's the mm-hmm. GM at the time, and he was. They a showed coach him like in the stands bit. once. Yeah. Why yeah. didn't they dig in on that a little? That's bit? That's a real good question. Um, maybe he didn't want to interview or something. Who knows the, the rules? But you would think they would dig in there a little bit. Um, and then two, an interview that I didn't see, and I guess I knew the buildup, but I didn't. I didn't know the Jermaine Artest hated each other so much, or didn't hate each other, but like we're almost too similar. Or like you know, fr- the friction. Um, the Artest Lakers championship interview mm. where he basically says like, yeah, I fucked up. I feel really bad. Yeah. yeah. And it seems so genuine and he's so articulate with it. Um, it's such a good interview that looks like it's live after a championship game. Yeah. Which is so hard. Like that's kind of a controversial thing in general in sports. Like interviewing people like when they fresh come when off they the field. Fresh lose, fresh yeah. win or whatever. Like I get that it's entertainment, but like how, what's their fucking head space, right, you know? And right. now they're supposed to sound professional and he crushed that interview and it felt so genuine. Oh, well, he just went, you, that was the last thing you expected to come out of his mouth. For sure. That's like, the, it seems like, and who knows that it's edited, but it seems like he sits down and just starts talking about that. He didn't say like, thanks Kobe, thanks Phil Jackson. And he like goes into like this feels great and <laughs> and I feel bad because yeah. I did this thing and 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 I don't know some people they try to like change the subject 
Yeah, yeah. kind of. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, And well, what about anyway, Kobe? So. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. He he disappeared. Jermaine O'Neal disappeared. Um, Stephen Jackson has been very popular. He's done some stuff on TNT, and then he has a really big podcast. If you guys want to go listen to a, a good podcast, he has a podcast with Matt. Stephen Barnes. Jackson, I like. I've always liked no. He's Stephen good. Jackson. He's good. His he's, podcast he's, with it's like a up and smoke or something. I think they just like get high all the time. But <laughs> it's like him and uh, uh, Matt Barnes, who's a local guy, a uh, local guy, and they do a Kobe interview. Um, Within the year, I think, that Kobe passed. It's uh. a sick interview. They go to Kobe's house, uh, and they obviously all know each other really well. Matt Barnes played with Kobe and stuff. It's really, really good interview, um, and generally a pretty damn good podcast. So, like, I feel like they stayed, quote-unquote, relevant. Not that that's everyone's goal mm-hmm. when they retire basketball, but, like, Stephen Jackson's, like, history is almost deleted. Like, he's not known as the shit guy right now, but when he was in the league, he was kind of known as a shithead. So my question, my this is sort of my final question of the whole thing, is about team chemistry yeah and they're assuming that they're going to win everything but from the view of the documentary from the 17 years you know post you can definitely tell that there are cracks in in that chemistry there and the question is like what role does chemistry play in winning NBA championships, I can tell you yeah. from from what I've seen that it's a big deal in in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think because uh, of the long season. If you don't if you don't get along, and you don't have good chemistry, and you don't look out for each other, a hundred and you know yeah. sixty games plus, which is more like two hundred days. Yeah, because you're together it's like all the most time. of a year. It's a year round sport. That's yeah. that's it never the really ends. that's the thing I can't really relate to because I guess in high school the seasons are short. If, if we went pretty deep in the playoffs and you play 25, 30 games, which is a lot for a high school kid, but that's only if you go far. If you don't, you play fifteen games. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I was lucky that all my best friends were on my team, and I was also lucky that my mentor and my my head coach is like all about that. Uh, I learned from John Wooden, like that's like his is not his mentor, but like his greatest aspiration. That's mm. all Wooden's about. I think at the pro level, I think there's there's two takes. One, I think obviously the perfect chemistry is on the court, off the court, right? If you're homies and you want to kick it off the court and you guys have a good time eating dinner and you mesh on the court with how your play styles and your your passion, whatever. Of course, you're going to win. Like, that's easy. But I think at the pro level, because these guys are starting to be adult adults, that if you can have chemistry on the court, it is enough. Mm. You don't have to love each other off the court. And so I think that Indiana team could have done that, honestly. Mm. Um, it was just the, the the perfect storm of the beer, perfect fucking cornhole toss. And then also... The, the perfect toss. It really was. It really... You guys should just Google that. The who's also listening. like the, the wrist action. No. It's like this guy's been just practicing for this What's moment. the trend where it lands? You know, you flip it and it lands? Yeah, flip, yeah. He flipped yeah. it and landed on Ron Artis' belly button, it looked like. Dude. Like, it was fucking godlike. He's the original yeah. Yeah, bottle flip <laughs> yeah. guy. I think, I think this He's team... He's got prob- a YouTube channel now and yeah. Instagram. He does tricks. Anyway, I think this team Merch. probably could have done it. Um, the hotheads and the technicals, that's like a whole nother conversation. If mm. like those guys could even control their personal emotion but i don't Mm -hmm. think the chemistry was that big of a deal um i think last dance i guess i keep keep referencing because it it's about jordan but it does a really good job of digging into the team Mm -hmm. talks about rodman a lot i don't think like those guys like it's kind of like a family thing if the chemistry is there you're like a family but like you don't always like like your brother you love your brother you just Mm -hmm. accept your you know your shithead cousin for who he is you don't want to hang out with him 24 that's just pete yeah yeah like if pete's going in a fight i'm gonna punch the guy who pete's fighting but i don't want to like have dinner with pete tonight no yeah. <laughs> uh and i feel like the the a lot of teams are like that even even my high school well, team I, and my high school team is like the the magic like there's magic at my school I, I knew these kids for 13 years we have every single period together like it's not like other school like it's fucking yeah. weird yeah, when yeah. you think about it like i know these kids you know, you know these people more than you know some of your family most no, of your family no uh, more than anybody yeah, yeah. way more yeah. than anybody and still obviously i didn't love them all or i mean i loved them all i didn't like them all i didn't want to go hang out with this kid but like he's whatever my power forward and we're going to rock and roll and and so like i think the nba and pro sports kind tr- can't well, turn I, into that i think the more of these kind of things come out the more you see like these these teams looked like they were like unstoppable forces uh, all united together then these more of these documentaries come out, you start to realize, oh well, there's actually was a lot of problems. They just kind yeah. of put it to the side before they came out and just got the job done. Or how many like they don't talk about a lot, but like how many meetings are going on? Like, hey, Dean and Jim, I noticed you guys like uh, really you know fucking up in practice. Like, let's sit down and talk this through. Like, you, you fuck his wife or like what's going on? You know, like shit like that. I'm sure yeah. happens. Yeah, for probably, sure. Probably, yeah. But it's again sure. bad PR. So the NBA doesn't want to show it, and the right. team doesn't want to show it. But like those meetings yeah. have to happen. 
Yeah. Or the, yeah. the one-on-one boys getting a text like, hey, man, you fucking stole my sneakers. What's up? You know, like so, shit happens for sure. Again, you're together so much. Yeah. Dean, you have any um, any moments in the whole thing that really struck you hard? Uh, You know, I think what I kind of liked the most, I guess, was Ron Artest's, like, uh, honesty. Yeah. He's I know he's good, always kind of been, like, that kind of guy. But, like, just seeing that side of him of, like, just being a man and admitting yeah. that he kind of chose the coward move and the easy escape to get his championship and how he kind of had regret for that. Kind of like, ah, man, that was kind of, uh, that was big of him to say. It's very easy to just kind of brush that over. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I never liked him as a player. Uh, I never really cared enough about him. Yeah. Like, I always thought, like, oh, that's Ron Art. You know, yeah. you always hear about he him. He was Kobe's third guy. All yeah. right, cool. But, but watching the stuff playing, makes me like him a lot. Yeah. His, you know, I guess I never really paid enough attention to his defense where it, like, stood yeah. out to me. Yeah, he was be a beast. Yeah, like little stuff like that. They talk about him and Steven Jackson fighting over who they're, who who gets to guard the best player. Yeah. Like, that's so normal. And they literally could have gone to fisticuffs over it. Like, that shit's normal to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I've definitely yelled. We had another very passionate player on my team, the great above me. Like, I fucking screamed at him over shit like that all the time. All the time. He probably hated me. All right. We've been talking about uh, Malice at the Palace. You can check it out on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix will sponsor us one day. Yeah, we'll fucking someday. code or something. We're their someday. best business. This yeah. is this is the most on trend we've been, I think, in the in our movie series. Um, yeah, it was good. That was fun. Where can people find you, Dean? Uh, yeah, find me at uh, you know at deansedoris.ck uh, on IG or uh, at Caffeine Kilos if you're into coffee and weightlifting stuff, whatever. Get caffeinated, folks. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, new show every single Wednesday. Appreciate you. Three uh, sb.co. I'm Silent Mike. Everywhere you want to find me. I am at DJ McD and all the social media. This show is 50% facts where percent is a word and 50 is just numbers. And you've been sitting us sitting with us here and it's a pretty good company. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>